Hey guys, what's up? My name is Steph. I am starting a new podcast called Run the Roadmap, and it is going to be hosted by me, obviously. Um, sometimes I'll have guests on, and sometimes it'll be just me, but this is going to be a place where I talk about running, um, my experience with running, how it's affected my life, and how I believe it can affect yours for the better. It's also going to be about technology because I am a product manager by day, and I'm very interested in, in tech and innovation, and um, sometimes running and technology intersect. Uh, for instance, you can see the, the advent of, of all these running apps like Strava and uh, Nike Run Club, all, all these sort of apps that can help you track your run and provide you analytics and um, even a community through them. Um, and then you have things like the, you know, smartwatches, Garmin, Apple Watch, et cetera, that also kind of serve the same same purpose, but they, they help you track your run. Um, you can measure, you know, your progress, things like that. Um, so, so yeah, sometimes technology has an obvious impact on running. Um, most, a lot of times it doesn't though. And uh, so sometimes my episodes will be about running. Sometimes they'll be about technology. Um, sometimes they'll be about both, but really my purpose is to to connect with you guys about something I'm two things I'm really passionate about. Um, share my journey, learn about yours. Um, I hope to have some some really cool guests on that um, that are real runners, just like you guys. Uh, so a little bit about me, because you know you might be asking why why would I spend? There's so many podcasts out there. Why listen to you? Um, this no name person named Steph who says I'm a lot, <laughs> isn't very experienced uh, at talking. But so so why listen to me? Okay, well, I've been running my entire life. And the funny thing is, if you if you know me or if you, you look at me, you wouldn't be able to tell that really. I'm not a prototypical runner, um, you know, skinny, long legs, long arms, uh, whatever. I'm I'm very average looking, even on the heavier side, honestly. Um, I'm pretty muscular. I'm probably better suited for short, faster distances than endurance dis distances. But I, um, but I happen to like long, you know, longer slower runs than fast runs. Um, I've been so I've been running, yeah, like since honestly since I was probably 11 or 12. So I, I've played sports my whole life. Um, growing up, I it's easier to say what sports I didn't play than what I did play, you know. Um, and I was I was a pretty big tomboy. Um, if I could, I'd play sports with the boys. I'd play baseball instead of softball. Um, I played golf, and I was the only girl in that league. I played hockey for a little bit. I was the only girl there. Um, but my biggest sports were softball um, eventually. So I had to eventually switch over from baseball to softball. And I ended up playing that through into college at um, a top Division three school. Um, so, so, yeah, softball. I also loved soccer. I had to eventually give that up because I just simply wasn't fast enough. Um, so that sucked, but uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, I also played a lot of basketball, loved basketball. Um, so anyway, point is I played a lot of sports growing up, which involved running obviously, but um, part of my, my beginnings with running really start because I was told to play at a competitive level of, of club soccer when I was in fifth grade. I remember this very well. I was told I needed to lose weight, which was at the time, I mean, definitely hurt me, but didn't seem 
like there was anything wrong with it. You know, it was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm, I'm running against, or, you know, playing with girls who are skinnier than I am, faster than I am. So, so they recommended I run, um, and particularly I run, um, telephone poles. So like, you know, I, I lived in a normal kind of suburban cul-de-sac and there, there were tel telephone poles about maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe like 50 yards apart. So, um, they suggested I run, you know, sprint for the distance between two telephone poles, then walk or jog and then sprint. So basically sprint the telephone poles. I would do that every morning in fifth grade before going to freaking middle school. I was running um, because I was told I was way too much and I wasn't fast enough. Um, this didn't honestly, this didn't help me. Uh, this didn't help me be a better soccer player. Didn't help me with my confidence. I um, ended up just leaving that team eventually because I, I couldn't really keep up. Um, so that was kind of sad. But one great thing that came out of it was I actually loved running, um, you know, and more than the sprinting between home and poles, I loved getting out there in the morning. Um, and I loved the way it made me feel. Um, I would go with my dad a lot. He was a big runner at the time. So we'd go every morning together. So it was a great way to spend time with him and bond. Um, and I learned that, you know, I could just run for running sake. Uh, I didn't need need to run just, just to get better at soccer or just to lose weight. It's just a great activity in itself. So since then, I've, I've run, like, pretty much consistently since age 12 or so until now. Now I'm 33, so that's over 20 years of running. And, you know, I run, you know, maybe a dozen or so 10Ks, 5Ks. Um, I've run maybe five half marathons. And in 2019, I ran a marathon. Um, and in between all of these, these are just kind of one-off events, right? And obviously I train for them, but for the most part, I'm not training for something. I'm just running because I love to run. Um, and I'm not good, honestly. It, this, this, is, this is really why I want to start this podcast, because I love running. If you look at me, I don't look like a runner. I'm not a very good runner, but I think it's such a great thing to do. Um, I don't care, you know, how fast you are, how long you run. I think just getting out there and being active is so important and so good for you. And so I kind of want to just spread that message, especially to people who, who, um, who may not think they can run, who may not think they are athletic. Um, I want to tell you that if you have a body and if you don't have any glaring injuries, and if you have some decent shoes, you can run. And I also want to say that you don't have to run the whole time. I think people have this idea that you have to get out and run constantly for a long time. And you just have to kind of struggle through it, even if you want to stop and walk. No, you can walk. That's okay. Run and walk. Alternate. Start with walking, then get faster, then run. It's really about getting out there and, and building up and progressing being better than you were the day before. It doesn't matter if you walk and run, but I still consider you're still a runner. You still run. Um, I do that a lot, honestly. And I feel like at some of the, so for some of my half marathons, I use the Hal, Hal Higdon has some good training plans and I believe it's Hal Higdon. And he, he talks about walking and running, you know, and the, the, the point, or I guess the goal of some of this training is to just get your legs used to long distances and however you can do it. So if you can run the whole time, great. But if you can't, that's fine. Just cover that distance 
with a combination of running and walking and you'll get better. You will. So, so yeah, I just really like running and I, I want people to, obviously if you don't, if you really hate it and you know, it hurts you, whatever, I'm not, you know, saying you have to run, but I think there are some people who think they can't. And I want to say that you can, um, and that if you stick with it, it can be, it can be a life-changing, um, part of your life. Okay. So that's the running component. Um, the technology component is, well, I'm a product manager at a software company based in California. Um, I love technology. I like, you know, I'm, you know, millennial. I grew up on the internet. I love thinking about the ways it can improve our lives. Um, it's not all good, obviously. I think, you know, I think Facebook is evil. I think um, some of these apps are are designed to keep us addicted and on them 24-7 and um, can use some manipulative tactics to kind of give you that quick dopamine hit to keep you engaged. And I don't like that. That's bad. Um, but I do believe in, in the future and in building things that don't ex- exist now and um, things that will help you, things that will make you um, happier, things that will improve your life, things that will make your work easier and faster, things that will save you time. I love the idea of saving people time, um, and saving people annoying effort. Um, so I'm a product manager now at a company that builds um, document management software, so contract management, um, virtual data rooms, so we securely store uh, data and electronic signature. And this may sound super dull and boring to you, and that's totally fine. What I love about it, though, is that um, our customers love us, and it's because we make their jobs easier. We can take a task that would normally, without our our product, would take many minutes or even hours, and we can simplify it and kind of abstract away the annoying bits and reduce it down to a few clicks for them and they're done. So I love that. I love giving people a sense of um, security and peace of mind. Um, I love making other people look good at their job. So, you know, if we can help them, you know, manage their their hundreds of contracts they have to keep on top of for their company, if we can help them do that in a more automated way, like that's awesome. I, I like doing that. So anyway, um, that's a bit about my job right now. I've also worked at a real estate startup as a product manager and an engineering manager, um, and also at a radiology artificial intelligence startup where I was a product manager for tools for radiologists. Um, and that was pretty cool. We we used machine learning um, to read uh, x-rays, CT scans, MRIs, and to detect abnormalities in them. So our computers were able to find things like uh, lung nodules or uh, let's see, cardiomegaly, which is an enlarged heart, things like uh, like pretty bad things. You, you know, um, our computers could find them just as well or sometimes better than a human radiologist could and certainly could do it faster. Um, so that was, that's obviously you know, could have some life-saving implications. And, and our goal there wasn't to replace radiologists. We weren't like a robo-radiologist. We were 
this was software for radiologists, so they could use it in conjunction with their own experience and knowledge to bring, uh, to, to, to deliver the best results for their patient. So that's a little bit about me. There's obviously a lot more I could get into, but this is just the intro episode. And I wanted to kind of um, introduce myself, my goals with this podcast. And I hope you stick, a lot, stick around for this journey because, um, you know, I'm I hit record and I just started talking. This wasn't a really polished or planned episode, but um, I really wanted to just get this out there and start. And I hope you stick with me because I, I know I'm going to make this awesome and I hope it can, you know, inspire you, motivate you and help you. Um, so welcome. This is Run the Roadmap. My name is Stephanie Brooks and I will talk to you soon.